Interform Podcast with Ro on the radio. I'm Ro on the radio. I've got my guy here, Ross. I like to call him Hot Ross. If you see his Instagram, listen, you'll understand why. We're going to start talking about chivalry versus feminism. How are you doing, Ross? (laughs) I'm great. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, Again, (laughs) disclaimer, I did not come up with the nickname, but I'm flattered and thank you so much. Yes, he is not shallow. I'm telling y'all, he's a good guy. So I wanted to have you on the podcast because you posted a video on your feed on Instagram that just got so much attention and so many differing views. And I wanted to kind of talk about it. Now, the video, if you guys haven't seen it, it's um, a woman that says, hey, are women killing chivalry? And you answered, and I want you to kind of give everybody your answer on that. I would absolutely love to. So the original video that I saw was the the girl had posted a video. She said, hey, I have a question. Um, do you all think that women are killing chivalry? And I watched the video and the guy responded. It got hundreds of thousands of likes and everybody was cheering the guy on. And he's saying, yeah, women are absolutely killing fem- or killing chivalry. And they kicked it out the door and they beat it alive and just saying all this horrible stuff that women are killing chivalry. And he's talking about how I was the nice guy. All the girls go after jerks. Like you see all these girls that go after jerks and they never go after the nice guys. So there's no nice guys left because they realize that they have to be jerks in order to get laid. And it's just, okay. So the guy's basically saying that the whole point behind being nice was to get laid in the first place. So you mm. never respected women at all. You exactly. never respected yourself, which, cause I mean, let's be honest, like just because people are out there, like, because you're trying to meet people, if you're going out to try to get laid, first of all, you don't respect yourself at all. And Mm -hmm. you don't respect the people that you're trying to get with. So you're, you're genuine. And so my, my estimation is the guy's not good looking enough to get away with being a jerk. (laughs) So, so he, so he has to be nice Mm -hmm. and it's not working for him. So he's trying a different tactic to get laid. And that's ridiculous. You you should be kind and courteous and respectful to other people, regardless of what you get in return. And I just I I couldn't help myself. I had to make a video. It's like you need to step your yeah. game up if you're not. <laughs> Absolutely, go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's not our fault. Get in the yeah. gym like hot Ross. Now, <laughs> if you can't do anything about your face. At least do something about your body. I'm exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, are are people? I feel like people aren't clear on what chivalry means, right? There's a difference between being a nice guy and like holding doors open, but that doesn't make you chivalrous, right? Like what makes a Absolutely. man or what makes a person chivalrous in your opinion? So, I mean, the the original definition of chivalry obviously dates back to when there were knights in the medieval times, right? My so, knight in shining armor. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I got to polish it every day. So... <laughs> So chivalry was a code of honor because these these guys at the time understood that they were lords and dukes and all like they were higher class citizens. They had more and it was a code of love and respect for other people. It hadn't it didn't have a ton to do with how you treat women. Now, there are codes of chivalry that did specifically relate to how you treat women. But mm-hmm. it also it referred a lot to giving charity, like uh, serving others, doing things for poor people. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a lot of stuff like that. It wasn't just 
opening doors or drawbridges at the time, I guess. Right. <laughs> Putting the jacket over the puddle, you know. Right. So, I mean, but by today's standards, I mean, obviously over time, definitions change and mm-hmm. expectations change. But by today's standards, chivalry is a broad stroke way of putting it is just respecting other people, regardless of how they treat you and regardless of what you get in return after you treat them with respect and treat them well. I like that. That's a distinguishing quality because I feel like people just think that chivalry is like, Oh, you're just being nice to a girl. But in your opinion, chivalry is being nice to everyone. And it's part of the fabric of who you are and you do it continuously, regardless of whether or not you get something in return. Right. I mean, there, there, there is an implied, I mean, and this is my own take on it, but there is an implied system of, of treating people in society where women should be like when a woman stands up at a table at dinner, you stand up. When a woman is walking up to a door, you open the door for her. Like Mm -hmm. I, I open the door for men, but like specifically women, like if, if a man and a woman are walking together, Mm-hmm. The man should be the one to open the door. That's just the way I was raised. That's the way that I see chivalry being adapted today. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're with a woman and she finds that to be upsetting for some reason, like that's something that you can communicate to each other and just have a respectful dialogue. Sure. And the man can obviously like express his intentions. Like, look, I just I'd like to treat you with respect, but if a if a woman finds that disrespectful because of her lived experience. If she Mm -hmm. thinks that if she has had experiences in her life where when a man tries to open a door, he has then been disrespectful to her in other ways. And she, that's a triggering event for her. Then obviously like a way of respecting her would be respecting that she wants to open the door for herself. And there should be no problem with that. Like if you're a man to each their own, right? Absolutely. If you're a man and you are intimidated by the fact that a woman wants to open the door for herself, then you've probably got your own insecurities you need to deal with. (laughs) Right. It's all about being on the same page, but I do like the fact that you use a little bit of empathy and you can understand that if some women don't receive that, it could be a personal experience that has nothing to do with you. I think that's where it it gets a little gray and it gets a little, (laughs) people get defensive and it's like, well, I opened the door for her and she, you know, wasn't very kind to me. So I'm never going to open the door for another woman again. And it's kind of like, well, you should do that because that's who you are. Now, if that's not who you are, don't do it. That's fine. But like, don't do it. And then when you get a few or one negative response, be like, I'm never doing that for anyone else. Because just because she didn't receive it well, it doesn't mean that everyone else will. Now, here's the thing that it's like kind of clashing, right? Now, can you be feminist and still accept chivalry. Now, just because you're a feminist, it doesn't mean you're a woman, right? Now, the definition of a feminist is someone who is for the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes, right? So you can be a man and you can be feminist, but absolutely. But it's hard. I guess there's that hard line to cross because there's different levels of feminism, right? That That's what you're saying. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have first, second, and third wave feminism. Um, third wave feminism, I, I believe, is a perversion of what the actual, like, what our goal as society should be. Mm-hmm. Second wave feminism genuinely is just a statement that men and women should be treated equally, especially under the law, but in society as well. And there there should be no delineation between, like, oh, like, 
men are better than women or women are better than men. Third wave mm-hmm. feminism, very broad stroke for third wave feminism is women are better than men. And that's Ooh. the way that it works. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and obviously that is a huge generalization mm-hmm. and I'll probably get rung up for that, but that's, <laughs> but you I mean, take it. You could take, Oh, Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep. I promise. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I think that feminism and chivalry absolutely do line up. It chivalry is 100% giving respect. Mm-hmm. That is all like giving respect and loving other people. That's all it is. And if you respect someone and you'd show them like brotherly or sisterly love, and they have some sort of visceral reaction to you acting in a way that you consider to be chivalrous, mm-hmm. a very respectful way of handling that, a chivalrous way of handling that would be to say, I did not mean to offend you. I'm sure that you have a lived experience or you have some sort of a background that dictated the way that you responded to that. And I will Mm -hmm. be sure not to treat you that way in the future. And if they don't respond to that, well, then obviously you probably want to avoid that person because they're jaded in some way. I, like I, I've told you this story before I was living in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I was walking into the veteran center and I opened the door for a woman and she said, Oh, wow. Thanks white man. And, and I, (laughs) I was like, okay, that was, that's one way to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to handle that. And you know Mm -hmm. what? I mean, obviously I remember it. I mean, it's, it's sad, but my immediate response was not like, Oh, what a jerk or this woman, this woman is such a, whatever term mm-hmm. you want to throw on there. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely thought, you know what? I bet this woman has probably experienced some pretty harsh treatment from men in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure she has like people build up defenses. Sure. I mean, of course, like human, like humans evolve to learn how to protect themselves. There's mm-hmm. a reason why when you're driving down the road and you see a strip of tire or a stick in the road, you think it's a snake. Because snakes yeah. kill people. You know what I mean? It is in our I've DNA. I've done that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, ran it off the road. D- yeah. yeah. It is in our DNA to avoid snakes because they yeah. kill you. Like a venomous snake will kill you. But so it's good that, like, wo- would you say that yeah. you learn that through um, through wisdom of age, experience? Or are you Are you just naturally empathetic? Because some people aren't. Some people would have taken that and been very defensive. So where would you say that your empathy comes from? Just experience or or what? You know, I was raised very, very fortunately by my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I give a lot of credit to my parents and my grandparents for um, teaching me to be empathetic and teaching me to be mindful of the way that other people, like other people's lived experiences. And again, I haven't always been a super respectful guy. And I'm not necessarily saying that I am now and everybody's got their bad days. Like, sure. But, um, I, there, there probably has been a time in my past where I have not treated women the way that I should have. And to all you ladies out there, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, formal apology from hot rods to all women. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, um, you know, I, I do think a lot of it has to do with the way that I was raised. And mm-hmm. so that's that's another thing, too. Like when you see people treating other people poorly, you've got to be able to think to yourself, you know what? I bet they didn't have the best childhood. Maybe they didn't have both parents. Maybe they only had one parent. Maybe they didn't have either parent. Maybe right? they grew up in foster care. Or maybe they I had mean, great parents and they're just jerks. 
<laughs> or maybe or maybe that. And maybe you got no excuse and we need to make sure you can't reproduce. I met so. a couple people like that. Like I grew up with them and their parents are awesome. I knew their parents. They just grew up to be some not very good people. And I'm just like, that that wasn't even your parents' fault. So yeah. I'm not even gonna blame them. But what now, why do you feel some women are not receptive to some of these? these chivalrous acts. Now I can tell you my reason. Now my reason is because I feel like if a man is being overtly nice to me out of the blue, you know, without me knowing him, I'm thinking that there's an ulterior motive involved. So I'm just, I'm going to have my guard up. Now, is that from experience? Yeah. I mean, I'm pushing 40. So (laughs) I've had a couple experiences where guys are just being nice just to, you know, see how far they can get. So I mean, I I don't know how to flip the switch and turn it around and be more receptive when my experience has been otherwise. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's a great question. Um, I I think that absolutely lived experience is probably one of the most formative ways that people go about like forming who they are and the way that they behave. But another thing is diet. And I don't mean diet, obviously, as in food. I mean diet as in what you allow you your body to ingest, what you expose yourself to, what you see on TV, what you listen to in music, what Ooh, you that's watch. Deep Ross. Like the <laughs> podcasts that you listen to. I mean, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I used to listen to a lot of political podcasts. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to a lot of stuff where people would get all up in arms. And there are very serious issues out there that are good to be informed about. Sure. But you listen to somebody long enough talk about how illegal immigrants are taking all our jobs and illegal immigrants are this. And then you're going to start forming opinions about illegal immigrants that aren't necessarily accurate. You listen to enough feminist podcasts where men are dogs, men only want sex. There's not a single man alive who actually respects women. Then that's what you're going to think. If you watch, if you, if you listen to music, that mm-hmm. all it does is objectify women. Women are going to think that they're objects and men are going to think that they should objectify women. If you watch TV, I could go on and on. That's a good what you, point. What you put into your mind, what you put into your soul and your spirit, that's exactly what's going to come out. Now, if I've you, also been naive, though. I've been naive, you know, in my young 20s and thought like, oh, this guy is just being so nice to me because he is just a gentleman. And, you know, he really wants to get married and have kids. And that is oh, not, yeah. eh, that's probably not, probably not the case. Not when you're 20. So I think a little bit of my naivety kind of got in the way and it was like, okay, you need to learn from your mistakes. Don't make the same mistake you did when you were 20. You're too old to be thinking guys are, are you know, not wanting something when they're, when they're nice. So it's hard to find that happy medium, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah, totally. It is. And that's, that's just part of everybody's journey. Everybody's going to find the right recipe for themselves. Um, and because no, not everybody's going to meet all the same people. And I mean, you remember after you and I met, I had just gotten cheated on and I thought this girl was like the world to me, you know? Yeah. So I was insanely naive. Like I, this girl, like she made me believe that she was just sent from heaven for me. And then, mm. and, uh, I, I completely, and she was sent from my, somewhere else, huh? <laughs> uh, something like that. <laughs> and you know, um, I, I'm not, not to speak ill. Like I, sure, I'm not, of course, I, of course. I mean, every, everybody's got their own, re- well, their own trauma that they got to deal with. And I mm-hmm. 100% believe that the way that I was treated was due to traumatic experiences that on her I end was, that you had nothing uh, to do with, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I mean, again, that goes back to respecting yourself. Like I knew as, as soon as everything happened, I knew, you know what? This has nothing to do with me. And that's really where you got to get to. Oh, that's yeah. The, that's so hard. Right? That, we always oh, think it's our fault. Yep. yep. Or that's we could have done gotta something different or we could have saved them. Or if we did, we'd have just been this or been that, then maybe things would have worked out. And that is not really how nope. the case. That's not really Taking, realistic taking personal responsibility for your actions and mm-hmm. not taking responsibility for other people's actions. There that's, it is, That's Ross. huge. There it is. Hot Ross said it best. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you. Hey, tell everybody where they can find you at. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to look me up on Instagram or on TikTok, it's marauder.fit, M-A-R-A-U-D-E-R.fit. Um, and that's a Ranger Regiment reference. You and I are both veterans, so. Yes, I, I appreciate you for serving. And, and thank you thank for you. serving. Thank you. Thank you so much, Hot Ross. All right, that's Interform Podcast with me, your girl, Ro, on the radio. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>